around town. I'm in my little sister's bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say it's frown town nights because it's later than when we normally record. It is a little bit later, but I've got my uh, microphone stashed up into uh, like a, a box of pencils. It's <laughs> kind of being precariously balanced. It's it sounds amazing. Pretty excellent. For what it's worth. It's excellent. Yeah. Uh, there are, uh, I have been getting up every morning and, uh, feeding four dogs. Nice. And two cats and seven chickens. Better. And then (laughs) I also, well, I get the eggs from the chickens, but then I go, uh, in the evening and I have to feed a lamb Mm. at a barn and like scoop its poop. It's, it's a pretty tall lamb oh, i mean it's, it's not sheep. it's not small okay like i i don't want to piss it off i'll tell like it, mm. it's, it's big enough that i don't want to piss it off okay. okay yeah yeah lambs will fuck you up uh they're delicious oh my god i love lamb are we is the lamb being grown for eating or is it just a pet yeah okay cool good no it's it's like a it's a future farmers of america program oh like ffa yeah 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 i remember ffa and uh, she's got like this cool ass like jacket. <laughs> Is it that's got like patches? <laughs> no, it's like it's like blue. It's like blue corduroy oh. and has all these dope patches on it. And it says FFA uh, on the back, and um, it's pretty dope. Man, I remember FFA was like dorky when I was a kid. No one. Wanted, oh, really? Like 4H and FFA, they were like the. Like, I don't think I went to a school that was rural enough to have uh, to have those things. <laughs> oh, we had. Uh, I remember. I remember 4H. Uh, I remember FFA. Um, there was another one too. Because um, like, if you were part of those clubs, especially in elementary school, you got to like leave early and not stay for the whole class. So people would join FFA so they could like leave 45 minutes early. I mean, you would go and do like club stuff basically. Right. For the last hour or 45 minutes or whatever. But it was a big deal to do that because it was like, I didn't have to sit in class for, I never joined FFA. I wasn't allowed to join FFA uh, because um, we weren't farmer enough, question mark. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. In retrospect, might have been racist. I don't know. Might have been racist. I don't know. What's what? Eighty six percent black school. Like, should I have had racism? I don't know. Might have been. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It depends on how I. I. I haven't seen. You know, it's been very interesting to kind of go to this barn where I don't know anybody because I'm very clearly not. <laughs> you could be a farmer from here. Nah, you could be a farmer. You have green hair. That's a farmer trait. Uh, I'm wearing like Crocs. <laughs> <laughs> Farmers wear Crocs. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I mean, it mostly seems like white people, but there were a few black folks. Okay, that's good to know. Uh, taking to know. care of some some Crocs. cows and. And goats and uh, chickens and that's good. No, I, I like a good. I like a good livestock. Uh, end of sentence. I like a good livestock. Um, I'm just glad <laughs> that someone in my family is learning how to like farm. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> that. That plays. It's going to come in handy. I was that that plays right into your your end game where you want to have everyone that you know on a commune together, like farming and taking care of each other. Right. Yes. Well, everyone that you know and like. I feel like I need to... I guess I'll throw that in there. Everyone that you know yeah, and like. Yeah, no, there's... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, everyone that you know and like uh, commuting together. And, I mean, there you go. That, that's a skill that you're going to need. If you're going to grow your own food, you should know how to grow your... I mean, like, every, anyone can grow, like, plants, right? I feel like that's easy. But, like, taking care of an animal... I mean, it's it's about patience and and and, and consistency. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the same thing for animals, I guess. Which, yeah, I'm learning that having a dog, uh, the yeah. longer I sleep in, the more tongue I get in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> our dog, fortunately, well, I don't, I, I'm going to say fortunately, our dog fortunately does not have access to our bedroom. So when we go to uh. sleep, the dog cannot get into our bedroom does not sleep in our room the door is not open and and she sleeps in a kennel so it's like you're not you're not you're not coming to wake us up but because of that scenario we do have to get up like we have to get up and go get her because you know she's just in the kennel and she has to pee and poop and she's just sitting there sad because she can't and eventually she will pee or poop in the kennel and then be even more sad you know right. like like a truly abused and neglected dog and we don't want that <laughs> so it's it, to your point you have to be like up. Like actually, it's it's the thing that irritates me the most about having the dog is that I I it's one of us 
can't sleep in. One of us. It's typically, it's me because I'm already up in the morning anyway. But like, if I want to sleep in, it, one of us can't. You have to, one of us has to be up to take care of the dog at eight o'clock <laughs> every day. It is real annoying. Um, I'm Jay Jones, by the way. Oh yeah, I'm B Chatty and we have dogs. We have dogs. Welcome to Dog Town, where we talk about dogs. <laughs> you Oh my god, the vocal control. Uh, um, okay, uh, that's not what we're here. This is not Dogtown. This is Frowntown. Um, you know, V, there is a club <laughs> that I wanted to mention, but I didn't want to like give away my uh, my segue early. Uh, the, oh yeah, the club I wanted to mention uh, is, and I, I I was I just realized midway into saying this, I can't because it's, it's anyway. So we called it Indian Club. That's why I stopped because I was like, nope, it be native. Oh. It should be Native Club, um, but. I remember what to get into it, you had to prove your blood quantum. Oh my God, this is terrible. You had to prove that you had at least 16th percent, 16, a 16th of your blood was native to get into it. Okay. Yep. Hang in there. It's still going to be bad. Uh, and then when you did, you made things like dream catchers and put oh. feathers in your hair. Oh, wow. And you learned about your culture. You can't see me visibly uh like grossed out by this but because i'm just like oh oh it's it's audio it's 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 audible yeah okay good because it's it's gross uh so that was the thing that happened um interestingly enough v november is native uh native history month and like in typical frown town fashion we waited until the end of the month to address it (laughs) (laughs) i feel like we did that for pride and not on purpose mind you it's just I'm, I guess I have to take this one. I just realized, okay, I got to take this. I'm the producer of the show, and I don't think about themes until it's, like, time for the show. The day, yeah. <laughs> until it's time the for the show. The day of the show. The day of the show when we're recording. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you know what would be dope? Themes. And it's it makes me sad because uh, I follow Native people on social media. I feel like I am friends with Native people, and I have known all of November that this was Native <laughs> History Month. <laughs> I knew that in October and in September, and arguably in August, I knew it as well. And I did not plan or book anything. But again, to be fair, the only thing I really plan and book for is black shit. And I apologize for that. (laughs) (laughs) I realize now that that is uh, not the way to be. I apologize for that. I get really geeked out about like Juneteenth and black shit. And I should have been. And and it's it's unfair for me to say that too, because like, Black people are natives as well. I know black natives. Again, yeah. all of this is like, I could have done better. So what I thought would be great, um, what would have been great would have been to have a bunch of natives on like we did for Juneteenth and February. And we all just t- shoot the shit and talk about like the way we are in the world. But because I did a terrible job with this, that is something that <laughs> I guess is going to have to happen in the future uh, without any context or themes, which I honestly feel better about. But what I thought would be interesting, V, would be if we talked about uh historically what it has been like uh between the relationship between uh the united states government and native indigenous people not great (laughs) yeah um no it has not (laughs) been good uh so first of all i want to say this when i started looking this up right so i i started with the search term history uh of natives in america right that was my search term what i wanted was literally and i guess I get that America is North America, South America. I get that like America, but I'm, I'm American. So I'm just like, yeah, the United States is America, whatever. So, but what I wanted was like, all right, so now we'll go through the United States history and like the relationship between them and the natives. And what I found is a whole bunch of white people arguing mm. that natives yes. weren't here first. Oh, you know, the Mormons believe that. Do they uh, Yes. Yeah, so, okay. So when I was a kid, uh-huh. uh, there was this guy at my stepmom's work and his name was Mike Morley, the Mormon, or at least that's what we called him. <laughs> and it was just very pleasurable. That rolls right off the top. I mean, there's a lot of and alliteration. Mike, Our consonants, he was very, yeah. yeah, he was very nice. Uh... And invited us out to Hill Camora, which is the supposed place where Joseph Smith buried the golden plates. Ooh, yeah. Um, and so the golden plates. Yeah, give us some backstory like, on those golden plates where people don't know. Okay, so in upstate New York, apparently Joseph Smith in like the 1800s, he was like, hey, I found these golden plates and then I transcribed them and then I buried them again before showing anybody 
Yeah, and the golden and, plates were from God, by the way. And they're from God, and from if God. you're curious where they are, I can't tell you because God told me I can't tell you because I am the only one allowed to see them. And then he had magical glasses. <laughs> yes. So he could read the plates. All so he also had magic Mormon glasses, beliefs. which <laughs> I think the magic glasses are like in a little Mormon museum or something. I don't know. Yeah, they're battery powered. Anyhow, uh, the Book of Mormon, which is what came off these golden plates, was uh, supposedly a tale of um, the, I can't remember the name for like the white people, <laughs> but basically I think it was the, the like the na- native people were supposed to be the Lamanites, which is like. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and, like, they had a big war, and, like, but it was, like, white people were supposedly here first, and it was, like, a battle between them, and, like, (sighs) but then they got, like, killed off the first time or something, so, like, they were, like, actually, no, we were genocided by you, uh, Uh, according to these golden plates. uh, Yeah. Um, so that's... (laughs) And so, yeah, the Hill Cumorah, they just do this thing every year where they have, like, a giant uh, pageant. And it's got, like, hundreds of actors and, like, a 30-foot waterfall and giant flames coming off the stage and what's, hundreds what's, of actors. What's wild to me about that is this is not the first time I've heard this story, but every time it sounds more ridiculous. Like, every time. This is yeah. not the first time I've heard that Mormons believe this, but I feel like every time I dive into Mormon beliefs, I'm always just like, Really? This you should go. You should go to the temple sometime. I, I so here's a funny story about uh, Mormon temples. Um, so I don't. I will say this. I don't. Uh, I've I've known Mormons. I've associated with them enough to know uh, that I can't get into heaven according to their beliefs. <laughs> and that was enough for me to be like, I'm not gonna fuck with y'all. <laughs> like, like the fact that you're like heaven has a lobby and you can only get to the lobby of heaven was enough for me to be like, yeah, I'm good. I don't, I don't like that racism is baked into my afterlife. Thank you. I would like yeah. to not have that. It's pretty, it's pretty firmly baked in there. And then they built their own little temple complex. That's kind of like a miniature, like fake version of the Vatican. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. And I I went to see the organ music and accidentally dumped out a bunch of condoms all over the uh, nice. seat. Yeah, which was great. condoms on the seat. Um, classic me. <laughs> I can't remember if Mormons actually use condoms or not. I feel like I... I don't think they do. I think, well, I mean, they have a lot of kids, but I feel like Catholics, like, by, like, by uh, regulation, Catholics are not allowed to use condoms. I think Mormons, it might be up in the air. Like maybe they just have a lot of kids. I don't know. I, I would have to look it up. I know they don't. There's but a lot of stuff yeah, they don't do. But yeah. I mean, yeah, essentially the Book of Mormon was like a way to justify. All the genocide? Taking, yeah, taking people's land and murdering and, them. And I feel like that's still happening. Because like when you go through. So I, being the person I am, when I found the sites that I found, I was like, all right, I will read through this just to see if it's what I think it is. And I started reading and it was. And I think to some extent that there are a lot of conservatives who, for lack of a better word, are a better way to say this. There are a lot of conservatives who are hurt at the fact that uh, the past of America is what it is and that they are trying to rewrite that history any way they can. So instead of, you know, they can't argue whether or not natives were here when, uh, you know, Europeans got here. So their argument is, well, you weren't the first ones here. In fact, the first people here were white like us. And it's it's a rehash basically of what the Mormons are doing, essentially. Right. And it's not great. It, I kind of hate it. Uh, and it, even if that's the case, all right? So let's say that that's the case. Let's say it is 100% true and historically accurate. How does that change <laughs> what the fuck you did? Like, it doesn't change, yeah. but you, you still came here fucking raping and pillaging. So it's like, all right, yeah. well, uh, all right, cool. So they weren't the first people here. You fucked over the second people here then. Like, I, I just... Okay, but anyway, all right. So I thought it would be really interesting since, uh, again, I did not plan well. <laughs> That's the last time I'm going to say that about myself. <laughs> I'm not going to do this anymore. My therapist told me to quit beating up on myself. I'm not going to do this. That's right. I'm in therapy. Uh, Yay. It's actually pretty great. Um, so the thing I thought that we could do would be to kind of walk through some of the things that happened throughout history 
that impacted Native Americans. And and actually, right. I, I want to stop saying Native Americans, natives, because it wasn't America. It was it was what they wanted it to be before. Uh, it was lots of different places. Yeah, it was a lot of different places. Uh, here's the other thing that I, I wanted to do, because we focused very much on laws. I thought it'd be kind of fun, though by fun, I mean like our brand of fun. Um, <laughs> I thought it'd be kind of fun to just kind of focus on some of the laws and the impact of that laws had, right? Sure. So the issue here is where to start. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, okay. I want to start uh, what in the 1800s, I guess. 1800s? 1800s. Let's start in the 1800s. Let's start with uh, the beginning of what I guess most people think of as being America, the Revolutionary War, right? So Revolutionary War. Okay. Uh, if you remember, the Revolutionary War, Revolutionary War was between the British uh, and the nascent country known as America. Oh, I went to elementary school in Massachusetts. So yeah, we, they reminded us of that yeah. a lot. <laughs> hey, yo, side note, has nothing to do with anything. Do you know who Christmas Addicts is? He was a guy. Yep. Uh, one of the revolutionary guys, right? The first revolution, American revolutionary to be killed during the American Revolution. That's right. Black guy. I knew. Oh, he was black? Yes. No one knows that. That's why I was asking. I have a, I have a whole set. Like, I'm not going to get into this. We'll talk about this later. I have a whole joke where I mentioned that and people are like, what? He was black? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> the first person to die for America was black. Literally. Man, that's like, that's, that's like, that's like a trope. And Is that where like the horror movie trope came from? There's like. <laughs> yes, it was. It came from America's <laughs> beginning. Since the beginning of the country, black people have been dying first. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, that has nothing to do with anything. I like at least not with what we're talking about. I just find it interesting that so few people are aware of the fact that the first person to die for America's revolution was a black man and went there for the sake of not dying, but went there for the fight. Was there to fight British people? Was literally yeah. and was like leading people in the fight. Like, no, let's fuck up these British and got shot for it. Which, in retrospect, I feel like I can't say that out loud, so I'm not gonna keep. I'm like, I gotta keep it to myself. <laughs> Uh, so let's talk about what happened during the Revolutionary War. Uh, Crimson Addis sure. got shot. Revolutionary War started. And uh, so then people start choosing sides. I don't know if you remember, but like the French were involved as well. They were yeah. like, they were they were choosing sides. But what people don't realize is that they, they initially had the whole, uh, what was it, the Louisiana Purchase. Yeah, that 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 was. And that's why people that in later. New Orleans speak French-ish. Yeah, that was a little bit later in, in the game. But yes, uh, they, they truly, the French took the side of, uh, again, the nascent country of America because uh, Britain was fucking giving them a hard time. I get it. They were fighting for like world domination uh, which as i said that out loud is like god fucking colonizers but they were fighting for world domination britain was yeah. france's rival france britain portugal and spain all kind of had this like who can get the most countries rivalry going and france was like well if, if america slips out from under british rule we can take parts of it for ourselves we can do whatever the fuck we want to and so like they they were fighting on the side of of the again the new country america guess who joined the british let me tell you who hates freedom v <laughs> who, who hates freedom the natives no uh <laughs> i don't know why i said that in the conservative voice it made me feel like gross uh, natives joined the british and the reason why was because they were hoping the british would give them their land back <laughs> because oh. <laughs> you remember at this point uh the settlers of that of of you know what was the country then had just been expanding and expanding and expanding and taking over lands and killing yep. and taking over land. And so like at this point they're like, look, if the British win, maybe they'll kick you out and they maybe they'll give us our land back. And they actually had uh promise promises from the British that if they won, they would get certain lands to be theirs. And what was interesting is that when it that happened and the new, you know, United States government like beat Britain and became the United States, they just kind of like dismiss that and use that as like uh, if for nothing else use it as like incentive to basically like attack and uh mistreat people who are native yeah that's rude it's it's uh it's very rude um so then after that what ended up happening is that uh we went into this weird era where we just made treaties all the time okay right well i guess the it is that's not really what happened we went to this era where we were killing each other and we were like yo this killing each other thing is not great because here's the thing even if you're willing winning in the killing each other war 
uh, over time, <laughs> yeah, it's like, even if you're winning and killing each other, uh, over time, you're killing each other, right? So, like, people are going right. to die and no one's going to be safe. There's not a lot of stability. You can't start a family and if you know there's like 125 million motherfuckers out there looking to kill you. I mean, you can start a family because they don't believe in birth control. Correct. Uh, the, pil- the pilgrims, at least. But you can't start a family uh, in good faith. <laughs> right. Yeah. You shouldn't, is what we should say. And so what they did is they tried to negotiate uh, treaties to be able to you know live in the same land, which in retrospect sounds like it makes a lot of sense. But... In theory, it made sense. I guess in practice, it didn't. Because like, I, and I'm pulling right. this from uh, the National Geographic goes into this whole thing about treaty making. Treaties were used to define the boundaries of Native American lands and to compensate for taking the lands. So if lands were taken, treaties would happen and then they pay however much money they felt the land was worth uh, that they agreed to. And then the land was turned over. And then I don't know where the natives went after they their land was taken that part of it right. never gets talked about they, they never say like i mean obviously the trail of tears is all about that but they never say truly like all right so when we have these treaties and they t- where do they go and also like why can't they stay on the land that you took like you still said like why can't they stay like what are you doing it's a big country it's weird that they can't stay it, i guess it's all of this is weird so the treaties typically did not get ratified for, by the senate and therefore they were f- they were essentially unenforceable. Oh, because there's nobody around to enforce them. Well, like, no. Who's going to enforce it? So for a treaty to be enforced, it has to be ratified by the Senate. So the Senate ah. has to vote and ratify it. And you know, basically the Senate signs off on it. Without the treaty being ratified by the Senate, if the Senate didn't agree to the treaty, and let's say the United States, for example, breaks the treaty, and you go to a court of law of the United States, and it's like, hey... This is a treaty we have. If it's never been signed or ratified by the Senate, it's not a treaty. Even if both right. sides agreed to it, even if you negotiated it, even if you did everything, we signed it and sent it to the Senate. If it never got ratified by the Senate, it's not a treaty, which means that I'm in court and I'm like, hey, these people have moved in on this land. This is our land. This is what the, this is what the treaty says. We have it right here in writing. This is where our boundaries are. The United States would just be like, yeah, but we didn't sign that. So it's ours. Yeah. And if you can imagine, that happened a lot. So they... The- it, I mean, it's it's just it's it must have been uh, very annoying because like there is uh, like so much land. There is a lot of land in the country, and the 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 people who are coming in like they didn't have to just take the stuff that people are already <laughs> living on. Yeah, they could. Well, I mean, th- I think the problem is that there wasn't land in the country where people weren't living. Because like even if like uh, you move an entire tribe, they're moving into another tribe's land right and t- like there wasn't there weren't spots in the north american continent where there was just no one it may have been like not obviously not as populated as it is now but it was never just empty it, it really was right. people showed up and they're like yay this is ours and then when they met other people they're like <laughs> you're ours too and they just never they never bothered yeah. to like ask if they could or you know and so the treaties were weird because also the Supreme Court had to, like, interpret them from time to time. So not only could they not be enforced, but if they could be enforced, let's say they were ratified, the Supreme Court would step in and be like, well, here's what the treaty means, according to how it's written, which means that, like, there's a solid chance uh, that some of the, and I don't know how you feel about the Supreme Court, V. Uh, I personally uh, do not trust them. Yeah, um, don't. No. Yep. Uh, and there's a solid chance that, especially in this case, the Supreme Court in 1903, <laughs> um, no, I don't trust them. I feel like they were just trying to steal no. land. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, what? here's what, treaties ended in <sighs> 1871, right? What do you mean treaties ended? Treaties ended. We, we, and I mean, by we, I mean America, United States, the United States stopped making treaties. In 1871, Congress decided that treaties could not happen because the tribes were not entities capable of making treaties. See how that works? What? So they absorbed them like osmosis yeah. without consulting them. So essentially, that's 100% what happened, V. They absorbed them like osmosis without consulting them. They were essentially like, well, yeah. you're not... Treaties are between two separate sovereign powers because we're here now. You're not a sovereign power, so we're not going to have any treaties with you. What? 
So not only did they never really keep the treaties as they made them, not only did they never follow through with ratifying the treaties, not only did they like drag their feet and go through all this interpretation bullshit with the Supreme Court for treaties, but they also just decided that like essentially Native Americans are Native Americans. So they went from being natives, right, to being Native Americans. You are American. You belong to us. And in 1903, Congress decided that they had full power over their affairs and they could override any treaties. They could do whatever they wanted, any land they wanted. If they had promised that they wouldn't take the land, they don't care. We have full power over your affairs. You are not sovereign. Dang. Yeah. It's a real fucked up stance. Uh, there's yeah. one uh, There's one treaty that gets called out that I will walk through. Uh, actually, I'm just going to read what it says. It's interesting. It's a notable treaty that has ongoing repercussions. It's the Treaty of Fort Laramie of 1868. Under that treaty, the United States pledged, amongst other things, that the Great Sioux or Lakota Reservation, including the Black Hills, would be set apart for the absolute and undisturbed use and occupation of the Lakota Nation. Right? So they had this treaty uh, that they said that they were, all right, this is going to be your land. We're going to give it to you. And it's for your, again, absolute undisturbed use and occupation. We're not going to come in and tell you how to use it. We're not going to come in and move you out of it. This is yours. Absolutely yours. That was uh, just for, for posterity. That was in 1868. In 1876, <clears throat> there was a war over the Black Hills. You know why? Uh-oh. Because the United States wanted it. Yeah, because they found gold. And when they found gold, uh... it... now here's the thing. Uh, the United States was like, look, I know we said this was yours. And since it is yours, can we buy it back from you? Like, we just, can we buy it? We want to give you money and buy it from you. Lakota said no. So the Lakotas <laughs> were like, no. And that's where the Black Hills War started. Uh, I don't know. Most of us have heard of Custer's Last Sand, the Battle of Little Bighorn. That's all from yeah. that same war. Okay. That's all from that same war. And that's all because there was a treaty saying, this land is yours. This is Sioux Lakota land. And then the United States was like, hey, we found gold. So... Uh, and in 18 it's just really it makes me feel a lot differently about that song that's like this land is your land this land is my land <laughs> yeah the the second part of that is real pointed <laughs> this land is my land this land was meant for <laughs> you and me um, so, <laughs> so here's what happened in 1877 the congress basically just took the treaty and threw it out then they passed an act reclaiming the Black Hills as theirs. They didn't they didn't pay them. They didn't they weren't like, we're gonna cup. They just they were like, this treaty is bullshit. This is ours. Oh they, my god. They passed an act claiming as theirs. In nineteen twenty three, the Lakota Nation sued. Sixty years later. Sixty wow. years later. Sixty years later. <laughs> In nineteen eighty three so this was 1923 they sued. In 1983, wow. the Supreme Court determined that the annulment of the original treaty was a taking under the Fifth Amendment and that the tribe was huh. owed just compensation plus interest starting from 1877. Dang. Which was a lot of money. Yeah. It's a lot of money. It's like a billion dollars. It's a billy. As of 2018, so it's probably worth more now. Did so they get it? No. You know why? Why? They fucking refuse it. They don't want it. They want the land. (laughs) Again, (laughs) 60 years later. Now, like in in 1923, maybe there's some place they could have went. Maybe. Way less people in the country. In 1983? Where the fuck are they going to go? Right. And it's 60 goddamn years that you took our land. Not ours. I wasn't there. I'm I'm not native. But 60 goddamn years you took their land. And just kept it. And here's the thing. At this point, <laughs> the Lakota people, for what for what it's worth, are consistent. Because in 1870-whatever, they were like, no. <laughs> in 1877, they were like, no. In 1923, they were like, no. In 1983, they were like, no. So ultimately, yeah. at the end of the day, the answer is give the land back. That's 100% yeah. what should happen. Uh, we're not gonna. We 100% are not going to. We will not, but we should. We should be giving the land back. It is still seeking the return of the land, um, and they've passed over a billion. Part of me wants them to take the billion and then just buy a billion dollars worth of land in the middle of like a white neighborhood and just like <laughs> bring back the old ways, baby. Um, <laughs> that's what I want. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, v, we're going to take a break. Uh, when we yes. come back, 
uh let's talk more about america's past because it's fun <laughs> i guess it's, it's not fun if you're native it's not fun if you're white i think it's only fun for me <laughs> it's, it's like ah, i wasn't part of any of this oh no uh but seriously when we come back we're, we're gonna dig more into america's history we'll be back Yeah, a little bit of scatting and and not the not the kinky kind. Unless I don't know, you could be into. It would be fun if someone was into scatting during sex, like the actual like like as they're having sex, they're like. I mean, yeah, whatever you want to do, like the look on your face right now. Do whatever you want to do, but. It's so, so I found the thing that you don't like. Finally, it, t- it took a There's week. There's plenty of things I don't like. Yeah, but like last week, we were trying to find the thing to torture you with. The torture for you would be someone scatting, apparently, during sex. <laughs> no, I'm no, I'm just saying scat sex is gross. Wait, scat I, sex or scatting I, I, during I, sex? Like, jazz scatting during sex is gross? or Jazz scatting during sex is just weird eh, i think it's fun but okay shitting on someone is gross i mean and i mean like into what do, into. you do yeah. you you do I'm you not but also like it's just fucking gross it's, yeah man. it's a lot it's a lot i'm not into <laughs> it's, it it's fucking shit and like i i remember at a point and I, this again has nothing to do with anything we're gonna get back on topic but i remember at a point because uh i was like trying to figure out like what i was into right and the way i i tried to figure it out was like i was just watching like all the different porns all the porn mm-hmm. just different porn mm-hmm. can i jack off to this Does, do i get turned on to this am i aroused by this so i'm just watching different porn and i, I see some porn i'm like oh man I'm into this. I, I, like I watched gay porn. I was like, yeah, I'm de- I'm into this. I, I watched like like I watched like multiple threesomes. I'm like, yep, I'm into like like multiple partners. I'm into this. Uh, I watched like your typical straight porn. Still into that. Uh, I'd watch. And so then I got to like uh, pain porn, and I was like, I'm not that into that. That doesn't. I don't. Ugh, no, this looks yeah. fun. And I mean, nothing against it, but I was like, this doesn't look fun. And then I got to tying up. And I was like, it doesn't look fun. I feel bad for her. And so I was doing that. And then I got the shitting porn, and I was like, I need to stop. <laughs> I think I found the boundaries. <laughs> I <don't, laughs> I'm not going to find anything past this that's going to be like a turn on for me, I don't think. I think I found it. I think I'm done. I don't, I think I know what I'm into. Well, I mean, that and just frankly, the, the, in my experience, the guys who are into that stuff are, um, insanely picky, which is so annoying because it's like, dude, you literally eat shit. I like, thought you were going to say the guys who were into it were shit people. And I was like, ha ha. But okay. I mean. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I'm not going to say, like, I don't know. I can't make that correlation. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it was just a fun thought. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, if you're into it, I'm not here to, to shame you or to make you feel like you shouldn't be. Uh, I just know that when I was trying to figure out the things that I personally was into, that was when I was like, yeah, I, I'm not going to find anything past that. <laughs> like, I'm, I feel like I've, I've done my due diligence. I mean, maybe I am into some shit past that i don't know you've done your your doo-doo <laughs> <laughs> yes i did my doo-doo diligence <laughs> oh, my god. oh my god that was so good <laughs> i like how much you hated saying that too it was fun watching you be like <laughs> this is for you jay <laughs> sure okay we were talking about like uh Pain and trauma. Pain, we the were birth of this nation. Yeah, we were talking about the pain and trauma of the birth of this nation. Uh, Which is also shit. It is very. Ah. It is, and now we're back full circle. See, segue. I feel like we segue. can't talk about natives and their pain and trauma in this nation without talking about Andrew Jackson. Oh, he was a huge jerk. He was a sociopath. Yes, is maybe a better term. <laughs> Andrew Jackson. So, first of all, the fact that, like, the fact, I don't know if you remember back in, oh, man, 2016, that distant, distant time before we all realized how shitty America was. I guess maybe we, maybe we all knew it was shitty, but before we all were forced to recognize, like, and just admit out loud how shitty this country was. You remember when, like, Trump was like, Andrew Jackson is my favorite president? I feel like then, yeah. that was when I realized we were in for a shit show. I feel like that, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I knew, I knew we were in for a shit show. Let me rephrase this. <laughs> I knew we were in for a shit show way before this, but I feel like that was like the... Well, yeah, I mean, they have a lot in common. They both like to uh, steal and screw people over. Yeah. No, when when Trump was like, I love Andrew Jackson as a president. Like, you know, when you're... Uh, 
And as it was a, a human point of, being. It was, a, it was a point of no return. Yeah, it was a point of no return is what I'm trying to... It's like when, uh, you know, like, um, uh, 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 when you're like... I'm trying to think of when this actually... A time when this actually happens, but I'll just... I'm just going to throw out the scenario. You may never have been in this, but it's like being on a roller coaster. Uh, and you know, like, when, uh-huh. when the, like if you've ever been on a roller coaster with the old school bars, they click in place at yeah. a certain point, and then there's nothing you can do to get them right. open. Uh-huh. That's where I, I felt like I heard the bars click in place <laughs> when he was like, I love Andrew Jackson. He was a great president. I was like, oh shit, click, click. Oh no. And then we, we were gone. <laughs> For those who. And we're still on that ride somehow today. Don't know how to get off. <laughs> I 100% want off this ride. Can not get off. Uh, maybe it's because of all the shit porn. But anyway, um. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible joke. Let's talk about Andrew Jackson. And Andrew Jackson is responsible for uh, one of the most tragic. I mean, all of the the history between the United States and natives is tragic. So I, I don't want to paint this as the biggest tragedy because all of it is is a giant. Tragedy. I mean, we're not trying to rank. No, I'm not the trying to tragedies. like number one on the tragedy list. I'm not doing that. But <laughs> if if we were to talk about something that has repercussions that to this day are still felt by people who are native. Andrew Jackson and what he did with basically uh, removing it's called it's called uh, the reason I'm having a hard time saying it is because I'm looking at it on the screen and on the screen it's called Indian removal and I'm like I'm not I'm not okay with right. any of that but in his uh, basically not removal but so much as just uh, not replacement but just forced uh, relocation there we go yeah the forced relocation of Native Americans from their land the way it was done was cruel it was probably one of the darkest moments i think in united states history and we've done some really dark dark fucked up shit but it, it, <laughs> you don't say yeah we've done some really dark fucked up shit but in my mind i feel like this might be the darkest thing that we've ever done and and it's yeah it all boils back down to again where the united states decided that they did not have to basically they decided that they were sovereign over everyone else in the continent right. and when they did that they essentially gave an undetermined, indeterminate amount of power to uh, the president and to Congress. Well, Congress gave it to themselves to do whatever the fuck they wanted to people uh, who are native. And yeah. this happened. So like, throughout the and, and here's the thing that we missed too. Shit wasn't sweet before this, right? So here's what you need to right. know. In this time, there was land located in Georgia, Alabama, North Carolina, Florida, and Tennessee that was valuable and it was being uh, raided. It was being like natives who were on that land typically had to deal with violent attacks from white people who were trying to run them off the land. Uh, they would steal their livestock. They would burn houses. Uh, they would commit mass murder. They would just go sit on the land that didn't belong to them. Basically, uh, white people came here to the new world to fuck shit up. Right. And it wasn't just individual white people. Uh, I'm going to read this full paragraph because it's worth reading. State governments joined in the effort to drive natives out of the South. Several states passed laws limiting native sovereignty and rights and encroaching on their territory. In Worcestershire versus Georgia, the United States Supreme Court objected to these practices and affirmed that native nations were sovereign nations. This was in 1832, in which the laws of Georgia and other states can have no force. However, the maltreatment still continued. Andrew Jackson said in 1832, same year, that if no one intended to enforce the Supreme Court's rulings, which he did not, then the decisions would fall stillborn. So Andrew Jackson, even though the Supreme Court was like, look, what you're doing is wrong. Right. Natives are sovereign. Andrew Jackson was just like, yeah, well, who's going to who's gonna make me, essentially? Like, who's going yeah. to make me do the things you're telling me to do? And so, like, in the South, they did a lot, a lot to make sure that they either killed or chased off anyone who was native. Uh, and if you are, like, I'm from Alabama, and there's something that happens uh, every year, I want to say, like, around September. Uh, I might be wrong about the timing, but there's a, it's a, it's a, a motorcycle ride called the Trail of Tears. And I think it starts often, like, I want to say it starts somewhere in, in Alabama or Mississippi, and then goes to Ohio, and it is the actual path that natives had to walk in the Trail of Tears, where essentially... Uh, Andrew Jackson forced the relocation of an entire nation. Uh, and let's get into that. Let's talk about Andrew Jackson in general. In fact, I'm just going to read this whole thing. It's just worth reading. Andrew Jackson was a longtime advocate of what he called Indian removal. As an army general, 
He spent years leading brutal campaigns against the Creeks in Georgia and Alabama and the Seminoles in Florida, campaigns that resulted in the transfer of hundreds of thousands of acres of land from Indian nations, or excuse me, Native nations, pardon, to white farmers. As president, he continued. In 1830, he signed the Indian Removal Act, which gave the federal government the power to exchange native-held land in the Cotton Kingdom east of Mississippi for land in the west as part of, uh, that was known as the Indian Colonization Zone that the United States had acquired as part of the Louisiana Purchase. Uh, this is in present-day Oklahoma. Yeah. The law required the government to negotiate removal treaties fairly, voluntarily, and peacefully. It did not permit the president or anyone else to coerce natives to give up their land. However, President Jackson and his government frequently ignored the letter of the law and forced Native Americans to vacate lands they had lived in for generations. In the winter of 1831, under threat of invasion by the U.S. Army, the Choctaw became the first nation to be expelled from its land altogether. They made the journey to Indian territory on foot, some bound in chains, and marched double file and without any food, supplies, or any help from the government. Thousands died along the way, and one Choctaw leader told an Alabama newspaper it was a trail of tears and death. And that's how it got to be known as the Trail of Tears. Hmm. In 1836, the federal government drove the Creeks from their land for the last time. 3,500 of the 15,000 Creeks who set out for Oklahoma did not survive the trip. And then there was the Cherokee Nation that was still there. Some of the Cherokee Nation wanted to stay and fight. Some uh, wanted to just agree to leave for money and concessions. In 1835, uh, some self-appointed representatives of the Cherokee Nation negotiated the Treaty of New Dakota, which traded all Cherokee land east of the Mississippi for $5 million relocation assistance and compensation for their lost property. The government was like, great, done. But many of the Cherokee Nation felt betrayed because the negotiators did not represent the tribal government or anyone else, and they didn't check. They were just self-appointed, and then they were like, well, you signed a, a you signed a, a treaty, so you got to go. So the Cherokee nations then decided to take like the legal recourse to try to solve the problem. And they signed a petition. Nearly 16,000 Cherokees signed this petition. This is 16,000 in 1835. This is a lot of fucking people. 16,000 people. It's a lot of people. Yeah, 16,000 people signed this petition. And the petition was essentially just asking them to not hold this treaty. That the treaty was done in poor faith. It's not an, in fact, I'll just read what, what the petition says. The instrument in question is not the act of our nation. So the treaty in question, not the act of our nation. We are not parties to its covenants. It has not received the sanction of our people. And Congress still approved the treaty anyway. So yeah. Mm. In 1838, only 2,000 Cherokees uh, left. So Martin Van Buren uh, sent 7,000 soldiers to force the Cherokees out in stockades at Bayonet Point while his men went through and looted their homes and belongings. They then marched the Indians more than 1,200 miles to, excuse me, marched the natives, pardon, more than 1,200 miles to Indian territory. 5,000 Cherokee. They, they can't, they can't see your air quotes, Sorry. Jay. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, yeah, to Oklahoma uh, is the better way. Sorry. The, the, even, even with like the way this is written, there's parts where it's like, I don't like any of this, but they marched them to Oklahoma, essentially, uh, from Georgia to Oklahoma. 5,000 Cherokee died because of that journey, because they were marched at fucking bayonet point. Not to mention uh, how many of the, they, they looted their homes, they took all their belongings, and this was all based on a treaty that was not real. It's just a bunch of thievery. It was, but here's something that's interesting, V. I'm going to read this last paragraph because I feel like it needs to be said. Uh, in 1840, tens of thousands of natives had been driven off their land in the southeastern states and forced to move across the Mississippi to to what had been dubbed Indian Territory. The federal government promised, I know, air quotes, sorry. The federal government promised that their <laughs> new land would remain unmolested forever. In 1907. Uh-huh. How long did forever last? <laughs> in 1907, V, Oklahoma yeah. became a state and then Indian country or Indian Territory was gone for good. Uh, so for roughly 60 years. God, what is up well, with 60 I'm sure, years? Well, I'm sure there were, I'm sure there were people who were having these arguments of like, you know, because there were people who wanted to fight and then there were people who were like, well, maybe we should just take what they give us. And, and I'm sure there were but, people but here's who were like, the thing. <laughs> they're just going to take it again. Like, here's the thing. In a, a fully, de- in, well, they were right. Those people were right. But in a fully. Well, right, right. But I, I'm thinking about those people just being like, see, I told yeah, you. Yeah, told you so. We should never but, but, <laughs> the was wild about this uh well first of all i think that the thing that i will say is that you're right uh it is really difficult to get an entire nation or an entire group of people that large to act in unison like a monolith right so you were yeah. always going to have cherokee who wanted to stay and fight you were always going to have natives in every nation who want to stay and fight i feel like that was going to be a thing 
right? Right. So in the case of here with the Cherokee, there are always going to be ones who want to stay and fight. Probably the same case for the Choctaw. Same for every. There's always going to be those people who are like, no, fuck this shit. We don't want to do it, right? But if you had representatives who had worked out this treaty within the internal nation, they'd be talking to those people and explaining to them why we can't stay and fight. Why we think this right. is going to work. Here are the assurances that we've been given. And at the very least, if they appointed someone to go like represent them, they would at least listen to them and what their reasoning was. And, and they could come to an accord to where like again it could be sanctioned by the entire nation and if you remember the thing that was interesting here is in the ross petition the ross petition was just saying that the treaty wasn't sanctioned they're not saying they're not open to negotiate they're not open to a treaty they're just not open to one that's been negotiated without them because that's what happened they got negotiated with without them so i feel like it's it's you're always going to have people who aren't going to you know want to do specific things that their representatives have said but i think you could have a majority of the nation agree to do things and and come out okay now here's the thing though again i'm saying that with the knowledge that this was all done in bad faith like you said (laughs) right you said they're just gonna take it anyway and yeah that's what happened so i mean there there was there's not a good way to to do any of this the the best way would have been uh hey we're not gonna take your land we're sorry we're here we're gonna go back to europe and resolve our issues with our 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 king okay we'll be gone that would have been the best thing to do. We would have probably, yeah. this podcast would exist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I don't exist. I feel like the slave trade was really important to me getting here. <laughs> but having said that, I feel like, you know, the best thing would have been to not take land. All right, but we're going to do that. So then the second best thing would be to just make sure if you're working through treaties with these sovereign nations that already exist, to be fair and equitable so that you can work out a way to both be on it. But we can't do that because for obvious reasons, because like, you know, I don't think anyone who was part of the treaty negotiation for this the United States even thought of natives as being human or worth negotiating right. with. So, I mean, like you're coming from a place of like a, a place of bad faith to begin with all across the board. There's not a win for this, I think. Yeah, yeah that's it. Uh, it's It's just... It's just pure frown, man. Oh, man. And you know what the sad part, even more sad, is that like, like, all right, so it's 2021. I would hope that if we were like, all right, we're going to give land back, that we would do it, but we're not. And I think that the, the problem is, is I know that there's no way in hell we're ever going to give land back to anyone who's native. And that's not me taking the stance of like, I'm American, we're not giving our land away. I'm not taking that stance. I right. just don't believe in America that much. Right. I mean, I know there have been some small instances. I know there was like a couple and they bought some land and they gave it back. Yeah. Um, so there are people, you know, that can happen. It's just, yeah, on a, on a large scale. I don't know. I, I just don't believe it. And, and I guess it's... <laughs> so then I guess my question is, is all right. So because like, even if like, let's say we, we elected officials that wanted to do it. I think that, first of all, I, I don't know if we can elect... A hundred officials throughout the country <laughs> that <laughs> that would want to do, or sixty, however many we need to get through the Senate. I don't think we can right. get sixty senators that are like, yeah, let's give land back to people. I don't. That's not going to happen. I don't think we could. <laughs> so, like, what do we do? Like, how do we how do we make this right? Uh, and it's a weird question to ask. I mean, that's the thing. That's the thing is though, because you know, the, you know, the can U.S. We? government has has been like. Every single time, it's the answer is always we just want the land mm-hmm. back. Like that's that's I think the only thing that would make it. That's pretty much it. Right. Yeah, and, and in, that's what I'm saying. Like it's it's the ideal would be land would go back to natives, uh, and then do we pay rent to them or do we do we do we go back to our land? There is there there is a um there is a program called real real rent Duwamish, uh, which is. For people who are in the Seattle area, which is where the Duwamish tribe was from. So you can go there and you can pay, you know, whatever you're able to. And that kind of just helps support programs and services for the Duwamish people. So, oh, yeah, yeah, you can uh, pay rent. Yeah. Uh, I just found that. That's to, awesome. Yeah. To the people who. So I guess then. I, oh, who should have the land. So then would it be. What if the federal government just paid rent to natives like every I like, mean, like like you know alaska gets to pay out yeah like, alaska gets to pay out every like alaskan citizens get a payout every year based upon like the oil pipeline that's part of like their agreement to have like an oil pipeline in alaska why not just okay were you aware of that 
I did not know that. I know that because I'm married to an Alaskan. <laughs> that's why I know that. Ah, okay. So that, that's, that's why I know that. So that's something that, that every Alaskan gets a payout. I think there's there's a specific thing that you have to do to make sure you get it. But like it's, it's a, a certain payout that is like profit sharing from like oil pipelines that were built that, you know, was part of the agreement to be able to do it. Why not sure. just... I don't know how much money this this is for the land, but why not give? I don't. I feel like it's like what, like two billion a, a year. I guess. Would it be $2 I guess a that's year? that would have to just. I don't know. I would want to hear what. I don't. I don't think every single um, like tribe or, yeah. or individual nation would have uh, the same answer. For I think what a lot. I think all of them would have different answers. But I, I guess I'm saying. Yeah. I'm more to the point of if if I were genuine and I wanted as an American. Let's say let's say we're let's say we're both senators, right? We're we're senators. So you're Senator Chatty. Whoa. I'm Senator Jones. We made it. We did it. We did it, V. We're senators. Wow. And and How V, did you that remember happen? because because we worked hard, we're good enough, we're smart enough, yeah. and gosh darn it, people like us. V. Sure. <laughs> you remember when uh we weren't senators and we were talking about uh all the things we were gonna do to make America a better place? You remember that? We were like yeah. uh V, I was Yeah, we were like, How do we make America great again? Yeah, yeah. yeah those exact words, actually. <laughs> uh, and I was like, you know, V, what I would do to make America great again uh would be I think we should offer rent payments. And I think we should we should come up first of all we should come up with like a way to uh, deed the land back to natives and then mm. uh, I'm gonna say beg I don't know if I mean beg but I'm gonna say beg <laughs> beg them to let us stay on the land because we already we're here already sure. like be cool bro I know we haven't been cool but can you be cool with us just let us stay and we'll pay you the government the federal government will just basically drop however x amount of dollars we need to drop into your accounts for us to be on this land uh i like the idea of like a, a cool two billion every year is what i like but I, i'm open to negotiating what the price should be i'm also open sure. to uh maybe because i feel like um a lot of natives will probably tell me to go fuck myself and just give the land back in which case all right cool then let's talk about how <laughs> let's talk about how we're gonna do that like how do we how right. do we give the land back like where do we like like for instance i guess in this case it's interesting for me because then i I'm saying like, well, where do I go? Because like, right. Like, where do to I be go? Fair, to be fair, you also <laughs> didn't have much of a choice. I, I didn't. But again, I didn't. But that does not negate the fact that this land should go back to native. So then I'm kind of left with like, all right, so I, I sure as fuck can't go to Africa. They don't want me. <laughs> so like, <laughs> I'm just kind of left like, Ugh. so can I like, can I stay? Like, can we work out where like maybe the black people stay? Like the black people stay and we hang out with the natives. I'd be down for that. Like we can work out a. Sure. I was going to say we can work out like a, a, a barter situation where like we just work for free. And then I realized I was just opening back up slavery. <laughs> I realized I was just opening slavery back up. <laughs> like, wait a minute. No, we can't do that. But I mean, there's got to be a, 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 like I said, I think the thing that's, that's interesting about that is like for European people, you can send them back. There's, they can identify a European country to go back to. I'm pretty sure the European countries don't want them, but you can identify it. You know, like, oh, take a blood right. test. This is where I'm headed back. I can't even do that with a blood test. Like, so. Well, I think I think the thing is, I guess you go to Haiti. It's, <laughs> I think it, it's it seems to be different answers yeah. from some people. Like some people are like, we want the land back and get the fuck out, and then yeah, other folks are like, it's about the you know getting. Um, trying to repair the harm that's done yeah. and federal and recognition then also returning the, of the harm. like the control of the territories back to the people who were its original students. I mean like like I said I think there I think there is an answer here where everyone is happy and we're all satisfied I think that 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 exists I think the the reason we don't have that answer in front of us right now is because we're not looking for it like I, I don't think right. we're looking to answer this question right now like it, it's the last thing even with uh you know it being Native History, our Native Heritage History Month. And then I think uh, today, which is uh, the 20s, actually, no, yesterday it may have been, maybe it was 26th that was like Native uh, History Day. But even with all of the awareness and how this is all kind of top of mind, I feel like we're not really trying to solve the problem. We just want to know it exists right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like right, right. now we're just trying to get right. to the point where everyone is aware that the problem exists. And now that we know, like, as we're getting aware of it, we're only tackling awareness. 
We're not tackling what to do. And I, I'm curious to hear, and maybe I, I'd like to have a conversation with someone native, just be like, so look, this isn't me being confrontational, but I am curious if we do give the land back, where do I go? <laughs> like, just me, <laughs> just me. Just, just you. Just yeah. me. Like, where am I going to go? Uh, because I, I know for a fact that there are some, and I, I've, I'm, I've been one of these people where it's been like, you know, being told to go back to Africa is something that we've heard a lot. <laughs> And, sure, sure. And I don't know if you can tell a black person to go back to Africa in a context that is not bad, right? I don't know if there's a context <laughs> of like, oh, just Africa. Like, I, you may not mean it bad. Well, maybe maybe if you went to Africa and you had, like, a really nice time and, like, you went um, on, like, a nice vacation to, like, visit some <laughs> family or something and then... Someone was like, you know what? You're having a hard time. And they're like, you know what? You should go back to Africa. You loved it there. <laughs> yes. In that context, perfect. <laughs> or if, like, if you're like listening to music and uh, Africa by Toto comes on and then you just skip past it. It's like, hey, go back to Africa. You should. You should go back to Africa. You should go back. To- <laughs> you skip past it. You should go back. <laughs> but, you know, I, I oh, will say this. I think the, the answer is there. Right. I don't I think with enough time and with enough negotiation, we can figure out something where we all can live here in this this country. I think the even if we can't, I think ultimately I would rather err on the side of, well, we did a lot of harm and damage or even a lot of harm and damage has been done previous to our existence. And if there's something we can do to address that, I am on the side of doing it. Even if it means we have to ask some real tough, ugly questions like, well, what are we going to do with the black people? I don't know. (laughs) Maybe give them money and some land, like give them money and some land someplace else. I don't know. But like, I know there is a way to, to, to answer this question. I just think that currently those in charge don't want to. So it, I would, I would never be like, well, what are we going to do with the black people as my way of saying, don't do this? That's not what I'm here for. I, I just am very curious because my, Futures involved in that. Just curious as to what we're thinking. Just, just try to gauge the room. <laughs> because you know, if, if the land does go back, do I go back to Africa? And then it would be interesting to see uh, how Africa would receive me. Because right now they are not into me. They are not. They are not. Uh, my African wife apart. <laughs> the only African who loves me. Truly, my wife. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. Her, her, her aunts actually all adore me it's weird uh amazing yeah it's actually it's it's weird but it's 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 super awesome i it's it's the it's the relationship i would want um is i i like when that's amazing yeah when the other person's family is into you it's it's dope uh having said yeah. that um i will say this and that's the last thing i'm gonna say and then we're gonna close because we're, we're over time i spent five hours uh kind of digging through um the history of natives and i was able to come to i'm I, not a, a fully recognized fully fledged out understanding but before this i remember hearing you know land back arguments and just kind of being like but how will we do it and thinking that that was the no (laughs) seriously thinking like that was the that was why we shouldn't do it after going through this i still want to know how we should how we're going to do it but now i'm like yeah but we should still do it so i think the the key here that i want to leave everyone with is this we're not going to be taught any of this shit by anyone. No one's going to lay this shit out for us. Uh, native people will because they're they're amazing, sweet people and they want us to know about their existence. But we shouldn't expect to be taught about this shit in school or to like, we shouldn't expect any of this to be dropped into our lap. You have right. to go out and find it. And even for the thought pieces and books and essays and work that Native people have done to help us understand it, all those works still require you to search them out and find them and pay for them and consume them. So So what I would say to everyone, if you're listening to this and you feel some kind of way about the natives in this country and the history in this country, and when I say feel some kind of way, you feel guilty. If you're just getting plagued by that guilt, (laughs) I would tell you to use that guilt to learn more so that natives don't have to keep trying to teach you things that you should already know. But then... Yeah, figure out like who who the lands belong yeah. to before white people settled in your area. Yeah. Like, and, and if, for instance, like, like we learned with real rent Duwamish, if there's an opt- yeah. opportunity for that, like seize that, like use that opportunity. Most of us have disposable income. You can give some disposable income to natives for their land because you are living sure. very comfortably on it. Um, all of us are. And I think that that's, that's what I, I want people to take away from this. I, I, I want 
people to walk away from this with the idea of I need to do more to learn more so I can be a better person. <laughs> and, and that's yeah. what I want. I feel like uh, ultimately at the end of the day, I feel like I'm a little bit better, be- not than you or anyone else, but I'm a better than I was, you know, when I started this. And I think the more I keep learning about this, the better I'm going to become. Sure. Yeah. That's what I think. Thoughts, V? Um, yep. Yep. I agree. <laughs> I was like, yep, I got <laughs> thoughts. Not going to share. <laughs> V, if uh, people wanted to hit you up with their brilliant ideas for how uh, we could give land back, for example. Um, the only <laughs> the only ideas about land back I want to hear are from Native people. Solid I point. Don't really. <laughs> Solid point. Uh, anyone else, I'm not really curious uh, about it. <laughs> uh, you can hit me up at uh, vchatty. That's v e e c h a t t i e on Instagram and Twitter, and also uh, TikTok. If you want to see all of my mom's dogs, um, there are adorable. there are many photos, and they make me realize that I have the best dog in the world because he's so polite. <laughs> Everyone loves a polite so dog. Polite. Everyone loves a polite dog. Yes. Um, if if you want to uh, hit up the show, you can hit the show up at Frowntown Pod at Instagram and on Twitter. If you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at adjective underscore J on both. Like us everywhere, uh, in person, on reviews. Give us five star reviews. Give us high fives. Um, that's pretty much everything. Thank you for listening. I I will say this finally. Um, like give give natives money, damn it! Like how about that? Yeah. How, how about that? If you if you yeah. if you feel some kind of way and you're learning, like just just like slide however slide like your whole wallet to a native. Just like just give them all your money, <laughs> like whatever. Give them your house and your land and be like, look, it's not really land back, but here's here's like you know three hundred thousand or whatever. I don't know how much a house is worth anymore. What I'm saying is, uh, if you have money to give to natives, do it. Like, just give them money. And don't be like, I'm doing this because, you know, you're native. Just give them money and walk away. Like, let them have it. Just all your money. Give all your money to natives is, is how I want to end this show. Yeah. yeah. Having said that, uh, I guess I'm actually going to end with FCON. <laughs> FCON!